Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Engaging in a healthy lifestyle is sexy. And what I mean by that is that when you eat healthy, exercise regularly, practice mindfulness, and focus on your emotional health, you will be more attractive to others. So whether you're trying to date or maintain sex appeal in your current relationship, it is so important that you do things to feel good in your body because that directly impacts your energy and confidence. And guess what? your attraction factor. I have so many clients who, when they first come to me, they they lead an unhealthy lifestyle. You know, they might be calling me because they're unhappy in their dating life or relationship, but the truth is, is that as we start talking, a lot of other areas in their life are out of whack because, like I always say, what shows up in one area of your life often leaks into others. In fact, many have used their weight and unhealthy lifestyle as a crutch for why they are not dating. They'll say, oh, well, I'll date when I lose 10 pounds, or I'll buy a sexy dress when I can get back in shape, or I'll date when I have more time. But that I'll do it when dot, dot, dot keeps time standing still. This was the case with a client that I recently worked with. And he was so stuck in this unhealthy lifestyle rut and he just couldn't attract love in his life. He was extremely lonely and he had a great career, but he just like cocooned himself into his home. No social life. He did not exercise regularly. He ate junk food on the fly in between his calls and he worked from home on top of it. So like that was really bad for him. He wasn't even just getting out into the world and on his free time, he would just binge play video games. His wardrobe consisted of oversized sweats and outdated jeans and shirts. So needless to say, he needed a complete love outside in makeover from moi. And what was really remarkable to me is how low his confidence was. He had an inherent limiting belief that he was unlovable. He was really depressed and he was stuck in this negative loop mindset. Thank goodness he had the means to fly here and do an intensive with me so that he could get out of this cave where he was living. And I injected him with new energy, new updated clothes and a new outlook on life. And we practiced talking with women and he went home with this like newfound sense of confidence. I then, for our continued phone coaching together, we did as a follow-up, we mapped out a self-care plan that consisted of regular exercise routine, eating healthier, detoxing from video games, and I replaced it with social plans with real humans, like going to meetup groups. And he actually loves swing dancing. So we got him back out there doing swing dancing. And he also got back to playing drums. And then I put him into further action. We put a profile up with the new pictures of him in his new clothes that we purchased together. And yes, it happened. He started dating up a storm and met a great gal who he fell into a relationship with. Because engaging in a healthy lifestyle and creating balance with your emotional and physical well-being is key to attracting love in your life. That is why 
I decided to bring on an amazing expert in this field to talk more about how to do it. I'm actually sitting with him in the studio as we speak. It's so, it's so exciting. We're going to have fun, face-to-face interactive conversation about this. He has been a health and wellness coach here in Los Angeles for the past 12 years. He, along with his beautiful wife, Devin, hosts the Open Sky Fitness podcast since 2013. And over the years, he has interviewed over 200 of the top Top Minds in Wellness World. His latest endeavor is the official coffee diet, or OCD as he calls it, a blend of, no, not obsessive compulsive disorder, just to clarify, official coffee diet, a blend of whole food eating, fasting and drinking, the highest quality coffee to help his clients and fans drop body fat and create boundless energy. Welcome, Rob Dion. And thank you so much for having me on. Oh my gosh. I... Okay, so I instantly connected with you recently, and I know we just talked about it on your podcast. Um, we we were at um, we we still don't know the name of it. Mutual right? friends, it Adam mutual, Shively's uh, yeah. workshop that he hosted down in Huntington Beach. Yeah, and just so you know, for my listeners, I was like really impressed with the way he was dressed, and I knew he was a speaker. I knew he was someone because he had this like Dapper Dan jacket on with a little pocket square, and he was like dressed to the nines. And then he gave this killer, killer speech that was really awesome. And I didn't know that you, that was your first time. That was my first speech. Yeah. My first long form. I, yeah. The, for the last, the last, the, I think maybe the last time I had only spoke for maybe three minutes on stage. I, that was amazing. Yeah. But you know, this is what I talk about all the time here is it was about how you connected with the audience. Yeah. It was your storytelling, you know, and I, you know, you had me from hello. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was really interested in what you had to say in your story, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story and what got you into all this. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, in, just in terms of technical stuff for the, for your audience, because I know that this is something that they potentially could grow from and, and, and maybe struggle with is that, you know, when I was asked to speak, when Adam asked me to speak, I was, super excited but also scared shit mm. i don't know if i can curse on your yeah, show you totally can. so i was i was actually i was very nervous because um because i was first of all i was creating this thing called the official coffee diet and mm-hmm. i was i was i'm very excited about it because it's something that i'm doing it's a lifestyle that i've created for myself and i'm sharing that with people but you know when we when we think oh let me share this thing that i'm doing we think let me share all of the all of the facts Right. Mm. So originally, what I did when Adam asked me to do this is I started diving deep into, you know, fasting, uh, coffee, all the health benefits of coffee, all the polyphenols that are in there, all of the antioxidants in there. Then I started digging into bulletproof coffee. Then I started digging in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I put together, and I can actually show you because we're sitting in my home studio here recording in my which house, is which awesome. is which is pretty cool. So it's, it's, I love, I love uh, interviewing and, and being interviewed in person because it's, it's so much more fun than, than Skype. Um, but I can show you the Google doc that I put together mm-hmm. with literally all the bullet points. It was like four pages of go- like Google docs of me, just like all the information around the statistics around coffee, the statistics around fasting, the statistics around paleo, all of the different aspects of like kind of what I use to build out this, this, uh, official coffee diet. But then I realized like nobody cares about that. Like nobody connects to facts. There is no connection to facts. So it's the same thing in like the dating world and the, oh. and and just creating relationships world, which is why you know why we're probably having this conversation today. 
and I and I had this realization, and I'll tell you where it kind of came from. And there's a buddy of mine, Matt Marr, who also hosts a podcast called uh, Dear Maddie. Uh, he's kind of on a hiatus from it, but a great show. And he's actually a therapist as well. Super, oh, super sweet guy. Um, so Matt um, gave a speech at Podcast Movement. He was asked out of like, I think it was 10 or 20 people at podcasters were asked to give a, give a 30 minute talk and we're going to choose a winner. Whoever, whoever does the best speech wins, right? And I guess we all voted. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but Matt won. And I mm. sat in because I knew him prior. I sat in on his, on his conversation and it started out with him as a child um, falling in love with the, the, the movie Oklahoma and realizing that he wanted to be a performer because of that. And he described the whole scenario of him coming in from a hot day and the, uh, his mom had cleaning the house. The whole house smelled like lemon pledge. He could hear the sound of the vacuum going in the background mm-hmm. of his mother in another room as he turned on the TV and the sun was blasting in because it was so hot outside and, and the sun was blasting in and, and the window and he could see the, the, the dust dancing in the, in the light. And the way he described this story and it, it it had nothing to do with what his conversation was going to be, like with what he was presenting. Like he was presenting how to tell a story, but he started out by engaging everybody in his story. Right. And where his origin was. And I and I was like, that's what I need to do. I I could go in there and blast the facts and everybody will snooze and kind mm-hmm. of I, eyes will glaze over and they'll maybe some people will take notes because some people love that stuff. But I'm not going to connect with anyone, which is what the real goal in life is, is to actually build relationships and connect. I'm not going to build those relationships unless I share my story. Mm. But I didn't know what the hell my story was. I knew that I wanted to talk about my official coffee diet, but where does that come from? And what's the, what's the premise behind that? So to answer your question, you know, when I, was, when I was a young kid, when I was 17 years old, my dad had a massive heart attack. And it rocked my whole entire world. I, 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 I think it was, it was the first time in my life that I realized my, like I might lose my dad. Mm. Like this is, you know, for, for a 17 year old to think that is, is, is a really scary, uh, you know, just, just to contemplate that. Like my whole world was around my parents and my family. And, um, and so, you know, we, we ended up having to, you know, my dad had a triple bypass and he had a major surgery and, um, and it was, and I, and, and in the, when we met, I told the whole story of like, of like the traveling into Manhattan and, and what that experience was like for me and feeling so alone in that whole entire process. And, um, and like, it wasn't going to impact anybody else's life. My Mm -hmm. dad, my dad dying is not going to impact anybody else. Besides like me and my family. And so to feel so isolated in that moment uh, was, um, was scary and, and um, I, I don't know, like just isolating. Was your family like leading a healthy lifestyle at the time or what, what was going well, on? Well, you know, this was 95. So, and I don't know that my family to this day still kind of understands what a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so what I, I guess, and I'll, and I'll give you a little more background on that. So my, so, so my dad goes through the triple bypass. He now has to recover from this surgery and the doctor tells him he has to have a low fat diet, which means whole wheat bread, you know, country crock butter, you know, and it's just like, so, and actually I, I sent out an email today because I looked up country crock, crock but I re, I re, do you remember this? Yes. Do you, so I remember my mom bringing this home and, and like spreading it on the, like the, this new kind of whole wheat bread that we were now eating. I just remember meatloaf and souffle. 
very apparent in my home. <laughs> that was your, that was, Oh, totally. That like, was what you that, guys were that consuming. That was our healthy lifestyle. <laughs> and, yeah. and country crock was in the, was and in the country fridge. Crock, I, I believe was in the fridge. So country crock yeah. is basically soybean oil and like lectins and all this other kinds so of stuff. It's you, yeah. Right? And all these flavorings, butter flavorings, but not actually butter. And so the doctor says, my dad's got to eat this way. And here we, my dad's eating that way, but the rest of us are still eating like chicken, car- chicken parm and pasta and meatballs and all that stuff. So that's my experience from dieting as a kid in terms of like my dad. He only, the only reason you need to diet is if you're sick or if you feel like you're fat, which is what my mother would do every yeah. spring. She would get ready for summer by basically going on a Weight Watcher diet. And she would join Lucille Roberts, which is like this local, um, uh, you know, like women's only fitness gym. You know, it was basically like what they have now, like that circuit gym, but it was for only for women. They had some classes and then they would have only machines, no free weights or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah. I do remember that. It was a, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I don't know if it's a franchise, but it women's was. Women's world or yeah, something like that. Yeah. It, it was, well, in, you know, on Long Island, it was called. Lucille Roberts. That was, that's what everybody <laughs> knew it as, Lucille Roberts. Yeah. So you go there, my mother, every year. No joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of comical. She would sign up for like two months. She would go on Weight Watchers for like two months. She would drop like 10 or 15 pounds. And yeah. she would, my mom, that's the one thing my mother doesn't have a problem with is like self-control mm-hmm. when, or like a willpower when she just wants to do something. She's just on a diet. So here's my mom eating grilled chicken and, and broccoli while the rest of us are just having pizza and burgers. <laughs> She's I mean, like, she was I made pizza and burgers for all yeah. of you, but I'm gonna eat this chicken and broccoli. Like, right. she had no problem with that, and she didn't. She like, and she like would lose weight, and that was my mom's. That was my mom's diet program, right? That was healthy in my family. So, mm-hmm. being sick or being fat meant now you're on a diet. Now you need to eat healthy. Otherwise, eat pizza and burgers. Doesn't matter. Like, there's no course, course, you know, correlation between health and what you're eating mm-hmm. unless you have a problem. And, yeah, unless right? you have a problem. I and mean, that's the thing. It's like, and I talk about like external versus internal motivation all the time. Mm-hmm. Unless there's, we're externally motivated to do something like a diet or, and I think yeah. you even talked about a little bit of that. Uh, just like what motivates people to go on a diet. And yeah. I love your whole thing about just, it's it's actually just a lifestyle. It's not having something that will trigger it necessarily to make you do it. But anyway, go on with your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily like the thing is, is that um, uh, diet is like creating a diet, creating a way of eating mm-hmm. is not something that needs to happen today. Like it's not something that needs to happen, you know, in the moment. Like you don't like yes. sign up for paleo and now I'm paleo and that's it. I love that. There might be aspects of paleo or there might be aspects of a diet, like whatever you choose, whether it's vegetarian or pescatarian, whatever you choose to do. There's like almost there's like qualifiers for me in that when you when you choose to do something like that. Um, one is is this something that you can sustain? This is one of the reasons why I don't like the keto diet because I think mm-hmm. it's not a sustainable lifestyle. I mm-hmm. think it's a great diet for people who have diabetes, for people who you'd really struggle with massive weight loss. I think that this can be very effective in weight loss, but I don't think it's a lifestyle. The paleo diet I think is a little more of a lifestyle. It's manageable. If you like eating meat and vegetables and and you like, you know, nuts and seeds and and if you want to keep your, you know, your weight down a little bit, maybe you can kind of, you know, ease back on the starchy vegetables and the, and the fruits and, and you'll probably be fairly healthy, you know, in that way, because for the average person who's eating a American diet, which is, you know, a lot of processed food, even pastas and breads are in the standard American diet, right. Um, or dairy even so is still, but in the paleo world, that's just like whole foods. Mm, You're just mm -hmm. eating whole foods. Even if you ate whole foods and you didn't even label it paleo, paleo is technically a whole food diet because it's just 
Whole Foods, if nobody, okay. if people don't understand what Whole Foods are, basically. I didn't know that. P, basically, P, whole, whole Food, Whole 30 is the paleo diet, by the way. Everybody knows the Whole 30. The Whole 30 is the paleo diet. Ah. They just marketed and branded it, and it's now the Whole 30. Just do that, do that for 30 days, and you're going to lose weight. Basically, eat a Whole Food diet for 30 days, and you're going to feel fucking amazing. <laughs> and there's no trick to this right? Mm -hmm. There's really no trick to creating this. It's whether or not you could sustain that lifestyle. And is that a lifestyle you want to kind of buy into as the way in which you eat, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't call it a diet necessarily. It's like a, like a style of eating yeah. or a way of eating. The way that I eat is paleo-ish. And that's been the way that I've been eating for like the last six years. And kind of backing it up a little bit, I'm 42 now. So when I was 46, I started eating that way. And there's a whole self-discovery and figuring out like that worked for me. But when I was 30 years old, I noticed that I was gaining weight. Mm. And uh, I actually happened to be like a trainer in LA at the time. Were you and single then? No, I was oh. married. Oh, you were married. I've okay. never been single. You've never been single. Maybe like, this I'm be like, the show. No, I'm just kidding. We can, you could, feel free to talk <laughs> Wait, about this. Yeah, I mean, because I do want to tie in the whole like dating and the healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and well, there's definitely an aspect to this, mm -hmm. um, which you know I'd love to talk about. I, and I'm happy to talk about that in terms of building relationships and strong relationships mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and being able to evolve together. Mm -hmm. um, but also finding the right person is really important for you as well and, not, and being very – either picky, but also, you know, having that quality of self-love that allows you to find a person that is actually going to treat you the way that you should be treated. Well, because I mean, like I was talking about in the top of the podcast, it's like mm -hmm. when you feel good, when you lead a healthy lifestyle, you have a different energy and it's yeah. not about doing it for somebody else. And, no. you know, kind of like the, in your story, like, you know, your mom did it, had her diet for a certain reason for herself yeah. Yeah. and whatever that was. But like for you, when did you start doing it for yourself? And then do you feel like that actually helped you attract women? And, and like, how did that work for you? Um, so first of all, it's, it's, there's a couple things. I'm going to back up and I'm going to come to that in a second. So okay. when I was 30 years old, my wife and I got married. Mm -hmm. um, we were, went on our honeymoon and we were in, in Hawaii and she took a picture of me standing next to a waterfall and I didn't, she kind of goes, Hey Rob, takes a picture. And I wasn't right. Like I normally would suck in my gut, but I didn't have my shirt on and I'm at like this waterfall in my bathing suit and I like my gut sticking out. And I'm like, I knew that I was 30 pounds heavier than I had ever been in my life, but I didn't know until that picture that it was like obvious. Ah, picture says a thousand you know, words. You know, so, yes. so it was that moment that I was like, I need to do something now mm -hmm. about my, about my, my appearance. I need to start dieting the way that I was taught to diet. Right. Uh, yeah. So this is where that kind of like I was pulling from what I learned as a kid, which was go on diets for mm -hmm. X amount of time until you lose the weight and then go back to what you're doing. You're fine. Yes. Yeah. And so I was I did I, you know, I, tr I dabbled in a bunch of different diets and I learned a lot. But at the same time, I never really stuck to any of it. I just kind of dabbled and I would drop 10 pounds or 20 pounds, or whatever I wanted to do. And then I was back to eating, you know, whatever I wanted to eat as long as I wanted to eat it and whatever. And, and it wasn't until I was 36 years old that I actually, uh, I did a men's physique competition. I kind, I, I, I started eating whole food rather than following like a, a, a men's physique competition pro like a, like a prep pro protocol. Mm -hmm. The whole food actually helped me lose the weight almost like immediately. It just started falling off like one to three pounds a week. And I was like, holy cow, like this is amazing. I got an amazing shape. The, the last few weeks of the, of the competition, two or three weeks of the competition, um, you have to do some unhealthy things, which is like you start cutting water, you start eliminating salt, oh, you start, wow. because you want to like suck down, yeah. you know? So th that's the unhealthy part. But like in the, in the, in the process of dropping all the weight, I was actually really 
felt, I felt amazing. I had amazing energy, all of this stuff. And, and it, and it cleared a lot of things up for me in terms of like feeling confident and, you know, and, and secure in myself. And so I did the competitions and I did, I did two. And, um, and afterwards I realized I started doing some research about it and I realized that I was actually eating mostly paleo, like Mm. a more whole food diet with like an emphasis on, you know, on eating like good quality meat. And so I took that that knowledge. And I was like, you know what? That's the way I eat now. And that was it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm going to eat like that until I was like, no, this is the way I eat now because I know it feels good to eat like that. It makes me feel good. And I, and I also don't struggle with my weight as much. I'm not on a diet. I just eat that way. That's not Mm. like, I don't think about it like, oh, I can't have that. I think about it. I just don't eat that stuff. And so did that impact your relationship at all when you started doing that? Well, my wife actually noticed uh, quite a bit of a difference and mm-hmm. actually she adopted it as well. And it was oh, she did. Yeah, she adopted it as well because it was like That's cool. it was really it was really uh impactful on our relationship in that way. And it there's a lot of like the connection to um to the way in which when you when when you feel good about yourself, right? You can you can do it externally and go on a diet and then get down to that certain weight. I wasn't doing it to get down to that weight. Yes, for the competition, I had to do it. It gave me a reason to do it. But then I was hovering there for a long time because I was just maintaining that lifestyle. And that, like I've never posted pictures of me with my shirt off before on social media, but, but that was like, you know, like I feel good about me. Like I feel really confident. And so there was this there was this level of like walking around and not caring about what other people think, and that gave me uh, that actually was is what inspired me to start podcasting. To be honest, oh, and um, yeah. yeah, and so if you if yeah. you go back to one of my first early podcasts, mm-hmm. it was actually it was originally going to be a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. If you go back to my first early podcast, it was me talking about my experience doing that physique competition and like helping people kind of like talk about what I was doing. And if you notice, the very early like first fifty episodes episodes were very very heavy into paleo. Like I was That's just digging deep and learning as much as I could about that. You know, as you're talking, what's coming up for me is that it, it, it almost equates to how sometimes people date mm. is that like people will go on Bumble or Tinder and they're swiping up a storm and they may have some good success with it. Right. And then yeah. they get kind of instantly rewarded with a couple great dates and they're feeling good about themselves. But is that sustainable? Often it's not. Yeah. Often they're numbing out swiping and they're not connecting. Right. And they're not like incorporating a healthy dating lifestyle, kind of like what you're talking about into their life. And so what I love what you're saying is that, you know, maybe it starts with something that kind of triggers you to say, you know what, I need to get my shit together and my whole life is out of whack and I need to start doing something. But then it's how do you sustain it and incorporate it as not just feeling good about yourself, but also into your relationships and the way of being. And yeah. that's awesome. I think that, I think that the combination of, uh, of doing those physique competitions, starting the podcast, that was my, you know, using your term, my red dress moment, ah, you know, like that yeah. was me going and you know, here's the other thing. Like if you don't feel like you have a voice, you need to speak up. You need to start talking. And mm-hmm. you might not know what your voice is yet. You n- might know, not know what your message is yet, right? So if you're in a conversation, you always feel like you're the one in the background that nobody's listening to. Mm-hmm. You need to start talking. Yeah. 
you know, and you need to get out there and start like putting yourself out there. That's what the podcast allowed me to do. I never felt like I had a voice. I grew up in a sister in a, in a family of nine people in the house. Oh my gosh. The you compi- probably couldn't get a word in. The competition yeah. to get, to be able to yes. communicate my, my, my message was really tough for me. And also the, the relationship that I have with my parents isn't necessarily a, like they were just juggling so many things. Mm-hmm. My parents like, you don't necessarily go, how are you feeling? Like what's happening with you? Not words that were uttered from my parents' mouths very often. You know, it, it basically can't really remember it ever happening. So if that's ingrained in me, which is probably ingrained in a lot of people, you just have this feeling that nobody's interested. And if you feel like nobody's interested, you've got nothing to say. Yeah. So you need to figure out what it is that's got you passionate. It all comes down to that self-love. If you don't know what you're passionate about in your world in, mm-hmm. internally, mm-hmm. you have nothing to communicate out to people because all you're trying to do is please other people and tell them what they want to hear. Yes. And not share what it is that you're excited about. Right. I'm excited about this coffee diet thing. And you, and I, people, the people that are coming out and going, dude, I cannot, I cannot explain like how – awesome it is to see how excited about you this you are mm-hmm. and it's it's because it's something that's coming from inside of me not yeah. something that i'm trying to create for anybody else and please other people this is something that i'm gonna do whether or get I'm, validation for yeah right. wait, i'm gonna do this whether or not anybody go, does it with me or not right, right. because i i love this how okay so this actually it's bringing up a good question because a lot of times i find that clients will go on diets or they'll get a healthy lifestyle going or they'll start exercising up a storm mm-hmm. but it's in a way to control some of the things they feel out of control with so mm. they know they can feel control with a diet or control with exercise yeah how can people move from that to just having it be more about them and just incorporating it as a lifestyle Okay, so there's a connection with control for sure for a lot of people, yeah. especially in the in the therapy world, right? So people get addicted to things. They get addicted to alcohol. They get addicted to sex. They get addicted to yes. all kinds of stuff. And that all of that is a control thing, right? right? And so being addicted to a specific diet is also a, a way to control things. The thing is, is that the, the difference between I think the way that I'm operating in this and that maybe the way that people, other people might be operating in this, I'm getting a little feedback. I'm just going to back your mic off, okay. um, is that the way that I look at it is that unless you're doing it, all of this, unless you're doing it for you, you're already on the wrong path. Right. You're never going to, no matter what happens on the other end of that, right? Whether it's the relationship that you're tr- like, you, oh, I just need to meet the right guy. And then you get married and you have the kids and all that stuff, but you never found the self worth. Maybe you were lucky and you were really pretty and mm-hmm. a guy or a girl fell in love with you and they were like, you know, and they just, and you created this relationship and it was just like for the whole, for your whole life, it felt like this hoax and it never really felt right for you. On the other end of that, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, you're still going to be that same person who Bingo. never changed. And you're going to be miserable. And the same thing for diets, the same thing for taking care. It has to come from a a, a deep need to take care of yourself. There's In my family, there's no need to take care of yourself unless something's wrong. Right. You need to take care of yourself because you love yourself, because you deem your body and and your world and the people that you love worth it to do that for. So what are some steps that people can take to develop a healthy Call you lifestyle? and start, start therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. And yeah. I think you and I can actually be a good like assembly line, if you will, because- Seriously. 
honestly, like I often, you know, yeah. farm out, you know, nutritionists and personal trainers and people who have, who have like really cool things going on to help people. Yep. But like for your clients, how do you help? Like, what are some steps that they can take? Because I think just getting started is hard. Often, if I if I have somebody come to me and they are, um, you know, they come to people come to me in LA, like they hire me one on one to like to basically mostly coach the physical appearance, and that's not necessarily that rewarding for me. So, a lot of our conversation when we are at the gym or when we're like working together is a lot of the self love stuff. People are like, like my clients make fun of me all the time because I say stuff like the fact that you're here means you've already arrived. Like there is no, there is no, like you're not out there looking for the right, for the answer. You're not out there looking and searching for happiness. Happiness is here right now in this moment. The fact that you're here means you're, you're already there. Nice. Right. I like that. So stop trying so hard. It's already here. You know, I use the analogy. It's like life is like you standing in a river and the and every opportunity is is flowing downstream at you. You have an you have a choice. You can either stand there and allow the opportunities to come to you in time and there's no rush. You just grab them and plop them out of the water, decide whether or not you want to keep it or toss it over your shoulder and not. That's fine. That's life. Or you could try to trudge upstream, exhaust the shit out of yourself and literally be miserable because nothing feels good and everything seems to come, be coming at you faster because you're so tired. You're just like – you're just dodging and weaving the entire time. I love that. So it sounds like the first step is really your mindset and really being present and celebrating yeah. the fact that you're you're starting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, you have to be and it's really a hard step. And this is, is why I think that I think and I and I talk about like I I recommend out therapists to my clients all the time. And I go to a therapist. I'm not saying that like I I don't have a problem. I'm not saying that I do have a problem. I'm just saying that like I'm in the same category as everybody else. We all, we all have shit that we need to deal with and need to sort out and, and organize in our mind. Like sometimes I look at my brain as like – it's almost like I'm – my brain is a room of file cabinets and sometimes all that shit is dumped out and I have no idea how to make any any you know sense of it, any of it. Mm-hmm. And so I need to sift through and organize and put things in its place. Like a memory that might be jamming up the gears is something that I keep I, – I fall into that loop with. Mm-hmm. And until I'm able to see that and find that and discover that and actually make sense of that when it starts to rear its ugly head and repeat itself on me uh i i can't unless i recognize it i can't spot it yeah when it's happening over and over and over again right right and so having that awareness is so key and then that positive mindset so then like where do you go from there with people do you give them like assignments or well i mean in terms of like what i do specifically Mm -hmm. i i I think that people kind of discover that journey for themselves Mm -hmm. right so so yes so we we will um we will start focusing on goals goals that aren't necessarily connected to um you know, connected to the, the, the end result being happiness, right? Mm-hmm. It should just be whenever you're, if you're signing up for whether it be a, you know, a triathlon or if you're doing a physique competition like I did, which I'm not interested in coaching people in those things, but like say you did, it shouldn't be, it should be because you want to just challenge yourself. So my main goal when I'm working with someone is to find the joy and the happiness in what they're doing and mm-hmm. the excitement in their life. And if that is, if that doesn't exist for somebody, then they're, they're, they're basically wasting their own time. Here, actually, this is this isn't interesting. There's a there's a section of this book. So I somebody asked me at this event whether or not um, like what books I would recommend. Um, and there's this line in Epictetus, which is the art of living, right? And mm-hmm. and so um, 
He writes, uh, in other important ways, however, Epictetus is very traditional and uncontemporary, whereas our society practically, if not always explicitly, regards professional achievement, wealth, power, and fame as a desirable and and admirable. Epictetus views these as incidental and irrelevant to true happiness. Oh, that's deep. What matters most is what sort of person you are becoming, what sort of life you are living. So that's if I can. Yeah. If that's what I don't. I like setting goals to achieve, to make more money. Setting goals mm-hmm. to do like none of that matters to me. You know, like what it matters most to me is actually that somebody is truly happy with where they are. Somebody else posted on Instagram. I, I told the guy that I'm going to steal it because I actually took a picture of it, and I'll let you read this. <laughs> um, I took a picture of it because I'm going to share this out. This is the. This is where did he where did he put it? I I updated my my phone recently. Oh man. I just did that. Ah, uh, where did it go? Anyway, this guy, this guy um, posted. Oh, here it is. What does that say? Average sucks. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so when it, so here's the thing. Like, it's it's, it's this, this is the teenation quote, right? Average mm-hmm. sucks. Um, I want to cross out sucks, and I want it to say is okay too. Is okay, yeah. Average is okay too. Mm-hmm. I think we're going down the path of everybody being millionaires. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. I love Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Do you know who that is, yeah, Gary Vee? I course. love Gary Vaynerchuk, but I mean, not everybody's designed to be a millionaire. Not everybody's designed to be an entrepreneur running a show. Some of us are meant to work and just be happy with that. Well, I would even go one step further and okay. say it's not even about labeling it average or not average. It's about yeah. who are you and who are your gifts? Because everyone has gifts. Yeah. And do those gifts make you happy? And if that that does, and that's where your passion lives, yeah. go for it. Yeah, you know, and 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 just go full force. Like your official coffee diet, I so see your passion around. You know, and so I wouldn't label it average or you know whatever it is. It's like that's it's awesome. Yeah, because you think it's awesome. I too. think that I'm average, and that's not a problem with me. I, I remember specifically in high school, I, I, some, somebody said to me something and I was like, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm like a normal person. Like I'm average. And she was like, you're not normal. You're not an average person. And I, and she I'm, was taking it as like a bad thing kind of yeah. like, yeah. And I don't, yeah. I don't think of that as a, like, right. I guess that I, I know that I have certain tendencies that, that, that are internally an internal drive. That's probably not average. Mm-hmm. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little obsessive. Which is good for the the OCD, the OCD diet. Right. I do obsess yeah. about things mm-hmm. when I get excited about them, mm-hmm. and I just and I just want to learn as much as I possibly can about it, and then start taking action on it. When we we both have a very similar background in that we both started in, in performance, yeah. right? Yeah. One of the reasons why I got into acting is because acting made me so unbelievably uncomfortable. And I didn't have an emotional connection to a lot of stuff that I knew that if I didn't push into that, I was going to lack that later. And so my when I would step on stage or when I would go to an acting class, I didn't have that – I didn't have those tools. Mm-hmm. So I was missing something that I wasn't getting for my family. So I leaned into it. And that's something that I tend to do when I'm uncomfortable about something, when I see something that I'm not good at, whether yeah. it's building a patio or like – or you know, or building a website – I I lean into it and I want to know how to do it. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I shouldn't outsource it. I probably should. It's not necessarily – it's going to take me a lot longer to do it by myself mm-hmm. you know, and figure out how to do it. But I get a certain amount of pleasure and joy from that and that's me. 
That's good because it's almost like you're trying to find where the passion is, where that, where, what makes people happy. And then you kind of help people get there because I like, what would you say to a client? Cause I hear this a lot from mine. They're like, I just, I know I need to exercise. I know I need to diet and have a healthier lifestyle. I'm not getting enough sleep, but they, they just don't know how to start. Like what, what can help them start? So that's a good question. So I have, I had a, I had a client that I was working with online and she had that, like, she was like, I don't have a lot of drive around working out. I don't have a lot of drive around eating healthy. Yeah. And I said, what are you passionate about? What do you like? What, what, what brings you joy? Right. That's great. Yeah. So she says, you know, hanging out with my daughter and I love taking pictures. And I said, okay, um, why don't you take pictures of your daughter or take pictures of other things, whatever you're interested in taking pictures of, create an Instagram page and just start sharing the things that you love. And that was some, a step in the right direction for her, mm. whether or not, you know, like she became this like, you know, famous photographer or something, it doesn't matter. It, it needed to be, it needed to be something that she was executing on a regular basis, something that can be done on a regular basis that brings her joy. People say, what's the best exercise that I can do? What's the best cardio that I can do? Right. Whatever it is that you show up for every day. Yeah. Whatever it is that you like so much that you're willing to do it every day. If it sucks so bad, if it's so like time consuming and, and, and gut wrenching to show up and gives you anxiety to, to like even consider doing it, then you're doing the wrong thing. And again, I'll just equate this to dating and bring it kind of full circle is this is the same thing that happens when people try to conform or shapeshift into something that other people want from them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like, like banging your head against a wall. And then they're wondering why their dates aren't going right or the relationships, yeah. you know, are toxic or whatever it yeah. is. And so I think what we're, you know, both saying is that when you do something that starts from what makes you happy, you'll yeah. be more motivated to actually then incorporate that in your life. And then bam, you do become more attractive because you're, you're actually inherently more happy doing whatever it is. Yes. And, and, I'll, and there's, another, there's another piece of this that people kind of ignore, which is their career. Oh, yeah. This, this same exact philosophy applies with their career. Yes. Because if you – like I've never had a career. In a, I've never worked for anybody else but me. Mm-hmm. So like – and when I – start hating what I'm doing, which happened recently to me when I started, when I started not enjoying what I was doing, I needed to pull the plug on that and do something else. But that process between pulling the plug and knowing what the next thing was, there was about six months there where I was in no man's land, struggling, floundering, trying to figure it out, like asking myself questions. Why don't I know? It's like, like, it's so uncomfortable for me to not know what the next step is. Mm -hmm. So I like in the process, I rebuilt my garage in the process. I built a shed in the process. I started doing things physically for me because I like building things. I like creating things, but I, I did things that weren't necessarily, I wasn't trying to build a business. Yeah, you know, yeah, I wasn't yeah. trying to build an income for my family. I was doing things around the house that, that, that give me joy. Right. Mm-hmm. That make me, that fulfill me. And I started spending a, l- a lot more time with my wife, a lot more time with my daughter, filling my time with things that bring me joy, hanging out with my friends, going out to dinner, making this is something. When I first started going to therapy, one of the things I told my therapist was, I think brunch is a waste of time. Oh, you did? <laughs> I think brunch is a waste. Who wants to spend three hours on a Sunday mm-hmm. sitting in a restaurant just like waste when there's so many other things you could possibly be doing? Mm-hmm. Now there's nothing else I would rather do than go have brunch and hang out for three hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It's that. You can't leapfrog. 
when people say what are the action steps, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's like people want some action steps. But the reality of it is, is if you're not, if you're not taking action steps to really find the joy in your life and mm-hmm. doing the things that you love, whether it be going out to brunch with friends, whether it be building a shed in your backyard, whatever it is, you need to find the things that you love. And in that process, whether you're finding things that you love in that process, the other stuff will present itself, the person, the career, yeah. the the whatever it is that you're looking for and feel like you're lacking your life will present itself because it's somehow tied into the that whole kind of secret of the atmosphere is that you know when 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 you like when you stop focusing on that thing it appears. That's right. That's right. And it, and it's coming from within. It's, yes. Right. And so and it's just radiating. And you out. don't know when it's going to come. No. You have to have that faith that you're sh- taking care of you is good enough. And nor should you try to predict it. Yes. Because it's when you try to predict when you'll have the soulmate or right. when, when you'll is lose he going to arrive or when, 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 when. It might be when you're 75 years old. That's I, right. I would hate to tell you this. It might be when you're 75, but you're going to be, think about if you enjoyed your life from now, I don't know how old you are, but I, you know, like from now until you're 75, right? Yeah. Imagine your life was amazing from now until then, because all you did was spend time finding, doing the things that you love to do and that you, and that brought you a hundred percent joy, right? That's the only, the most important part of your life. And then you find somebody at 75 years old who all of a sudden it clicks and goes, that's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, whether it be two more days or whether it be another 25 years. And what did you say? Because you're here now. What what was that thing? The fact that you're here means that you're already there. Like – I love that. Like that's like such a great way to end this podcast because that it's everything that we're talking about. Yeah. Right? And you're here. Right. Oh my, well, Rob, I could go on and on and ever for you. So yeah, you're going to come, you're going to come back on the show. We'll have kind of part two. And, um, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? And if you want to talk a little bit more about the OCD diet, and I know you're having some cool stuff going on. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, um, basically, uh, yes, as I, as I've kind of, we've alluded to and mentioned a few times is that I've created this, this OCD diet, which is, uh, the official coffee diet. And, and it's, it's, it's a blend of everything that I've deemed to be healthy and that works for me and makes me feel good. And there's a certain amount of freedom in the structure that it creates that I've created for it. And, and, and almost like this, um, one less thing I have to think about, you know, and I really enjoy the process of eating healthfully, uh, creating structure around the fasting and then also geeking out about coffee because coffee is one of my favorite things in the world. And so I love talking about coffee. I love learning about coffee. And so one of the things that I, uh, what, that I offered at, at Adam's event was if anybody wanted to join me, I have a Facebook small, very small Facebook group of people who are, who are learning about the official coffee diet, who are the, who are the trailblazers, who are basically the people who are jumping on the train with me and going on this ride for this, this, this thing that I think is the biggest, one of the biggest movements I've ever been a part of. And so I, I if anybody, if any of your listeners are interested in joining me in this, uh, uh, they can go to officialcoffeediet.com, right? I designed the website myself, of course. Of course. <laughs> and uh, and there's a like a click to learn more, and that'll take them to a little landing page if they want to sign up. Um, I I don't know when you'll be releasing this, but I'll just um, I'll say that if for some reason uh, uh, right now it's two hundred dollars, but I you know I have a coupon code for fifty percent off if people are interested. It's basically OCD five zero off, right? OCD five zero off. Uh, 50% off. And so if they want to, if that's somehow not available, but they came through you mm-hmm. and your show and I've taken that coupon code down, just reach out to me and I'll give you the same deal. 
That's awesome. And that's a great way of getting started around something maybe that you're passionate about. I mean, this is everything that we're talking about. It should all be about learning and and having fun and and enjoying this process. I know that there's side effects of losing weight. There's a woman in our our group. We're seven days into this. Mm -hmm. She's lost six days into this. She's lost seven pounds in six days. So we started, she started last Wednesday and today's Tuesday. And so she's lost seven pounds in six days. And so she's been like, she's over the moon. And we know who we're talking about because yes. we met her at Adam's show exactly. or Adam's thing. Yeah. And so she did, she's doing an amazing job. She's, she, she's roasting her own coffee at home now. She's super geeking out about it. She's roasted. I don't know how many times she's roasted because you can, you can roast coffee, like a batch of coffee in five minutes. It's not that hard. It's really that. It's really simple, Ugh, and it's you make so it sound good. So easy. It really, Rob. it really is easy. All you need to do yeah. is just like it's just like anything else. If you know how to like boil an egg, there's just a step by step process, right? Right, and you just have to figure out how to roast coffee. But but that's not mandatory. You don't have to roast coffee. You could still go get coffee at one of your favorite like coffee house. So y'all need to join the group, yeah. and then when you have that kind of glow about you, then we're gonna go out flirting. Oh so, yeah! See, that's the assembly line because that's everyone's going to be feeling confident. But of course, we probably have to get some new clothes because people will lose weight from it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and all of that. Well, Rob, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for Thank you. Um, allowing me to use your studio. This has been awesome. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, as always, SeltzerStyle.com, and for those of you who are listening and you know you keep listening to these podcasts which i encourage all of you to do never stop that but if they just stay swarming in your head without taking action then sign up for a free breakthrough call with me so that you know you can book it right here by clicking on the link and then i can help you with an action plan so all the things you're listening to you can put into action towards change and you can date successfully. And here's another thing that you can do to take action. And if you want to get your sexy on, which is one of my tips, and you live in New York City, come to my exclusive Flirt Academy November 5th. I'm so excited. A lot of you have been complaining that I haven't gone out east, so I'm finally coming. But sign up soon because I do it in a small group. It's limited seating, and tickets will go fast for this one. I know that because there's a lot of people out there who have been asking for it. So you can also grab them here in the description, too. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day. 